One thing that I talk a lot about on this podcast is the balance between self-care and business. And that's because if we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be able to effectively run our businesses. We can't ignore the conversations that happen around being a business owner and how that affects our stress levels and mental health. I've seen firsthand how running a business can put a strain on our mental health and what happens if there's no one to talk to that can help. If you've reached a point where you might be feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, or overwhelmed, then my sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your own convenience. And with a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, you can find access to help that may not otherwise be available in your area and request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com strategy. That's BetterHelp.com slash strategy. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives, business minus the bullshit. Whether you're new in business or find yourself in a season of change, get ready to build a strategy, create an action plan, and crush those goals. I'm Sasha, host of Strategy for Creatives, and I help female-led businesses grow their brands in authentic, measurable, and meaningful ways without the stress. There's no sugar coating here. I'm serving up real tips and actionable steps you can take to help get you organized, get off the path to burnout, and grow your brand like a boss. So go ahead, pull up a chair, grab a notepad, and let's talk business. Welcome to another episode of Strategy for Creatives Business Minus the Bullshit. I, of course, am your host, Sasha, and today we are going to be talking about PR and marketing, what the difference is, because I'll be honest, I don't really know the difference too much. I have somewhat of an idea. And so to help us along with this conversation, we have a guest today, Lauren Cockrell, who is owner of Quidar and Co. I hope I said that right. <laughs> we practiced this before, but she is president of Quidar and Co., which is a PR marketing firm that provides strategy and execution for business owners that want to achieve a balance and sustainability take to their business or, or take their business to the next level. So it's a one-stop shop for strategic communication, and they help entrepreneurs enjoy growing their business and feel confident in the direction they're headed. I also like that she is board chair of the Foundation for the Young Women's Leadership Academy of Fort Worth. And so she's empowering the next generation of women leaders, which I can always get behind. So Lauren, welcome. Thank you, Sasha. I'm really excited to be here. I love I love the concept for the podcast. I love no bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's kind of my own motto. I I just feel like sometimes we sugarcoat things mm-hmm. too much and it's tough love on this yep. show. So yep. Yeah, which is probably ironic because I'm sure some people are like, oh, you do PR, you're full of bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. PR has a reputation for just being a spin machine and Mm -hmm. how do you, you know, make anything sound good, right? So let's kind of talk about that. 
I really want to know, because I alluded to it, what is the difference between PR and marketing? Because I do think people tend to think they're similar yeah. and they, they are, they're both in the same vein, but I know Absolutely. they're different. And they, they certainly can overlap. Um, it, what I like to think about it as marketing is a function of sales. So we're selling widgets, we're selling services, we're getting butts and seats. Um, anything that we do in marketing is generally to support the sales function. We, we want, we're trying to boost revenue through marketing efforts, email campaigns, social media ads, all that good stuff falls under the marketing umbrella direct sales, phone calls, all that good stuff. Um, when we think about PR, it certainly can play in that, you know, product launches, things of that nature. But we really like to think about it in terms of PR is a function of management. Where is the business mm -hmm. going? What is the leadership vision? Uh, a lot of, for instance, a lot of the news announcements we do from um, our executive announcements, new hires, someone, you know, taking on a new role in leadership, uh, or maybe it's an acquisition. So things that aren't necessarily directly affecting the bottom line or sales, but they are important for reputation development or sustenance. That's more on the PR side. Sometimes it's keeping things bottom, you know, we're joking about bullshit. So <laughs> um, sometimes it's fixing an issue or uh, trying to minimize damage for, you know, I guess you can take that however you want, but you know, if we like to protect the innocent, um, and, and try to minimize damage and things like that. Uh, and sometimes it's keeping people out of the paper, uh, like mm. we like, like we say. So, so that's a, I think good way to think about it. They, they work well together. I don't like to keep them in silos. I like for everybody to be, you know, if, if we're doing a product launch, we want news announcements to fit all the, the social and the email content and ads and all that. We don't want anyone because actually the brand gets damaged when it feels yeah. like there's two voices speaking on behalf of a company. So they definitely need to work together, but sometimes they might have slightly different priorities. That that makes a lot of sense. I think people have a very, this is, I don't know why. Well, I do know why, but I feel like people <laughs> have a negative connotation almost of sure. PR because it is, you know, the the phrase is always there's no such bad there's no such thing as bad press right mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. and and that's always used in a negative context like we right. can take something negative that's happening to you or your business especially a lot with celebrities and mm -hmm. spin it in a way that makes you look good but yeah. there's good uses for PR <laughs> yes, that, yes it's not just for the bad stuff <laughs> right and you know I think I think if you're a business owner listening to this. I wouldn't necessarily use there's no such thing as bad PR as your PR strategy. If you're Brad Pitt, <laughs> maybe that can work for you. You know, as long as you're being talked about, you're being you're relevant. But if you're trying to run a business, yeah, it bad PR really could kill you. <laughs> uh, you know, people aren't going to want to do business with someone that they feel like has violated their values, for instance, yeah. um, you know, especially this, the generation that's coming up and yes. has spending power. They want to do business with people who treat their, their, their employees and their customers and the world uh, with kindness. And so, yeah. That is, that's <laughs> a big thing. I've been seeing a lot of, um, like a lot of Instagram and TikTok stories about just the the way to appeal to Gen Z and mm -hmm. it, through specifically PR is they want to make sure that people that they are buying from, that it aligns with their values yeah. and that it's not just like a talking point that they are actually doing these things. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I guess PR could be used to kind of um, showcase how 100%. businesses are doing that. Yeah, I would say 
about 40% of the paid gigs that I have are really internal communications Mm -hmm. and making sure that the people who work within companies understand that leadership vision and they understand the culture and the values so that those team members feel good about the places that they work, that they can obviously it's in the news, like where are all the workers? Well, it's (laughs) it's cheaper to keep the good team rather than go recruit new people for sure. Um, and so it's it, your internal audience is often just as important, if not more so than your yeah. external audience, uh, depending on what you're what you're focused on. Yeah, that that's a very good point. So I want to ask when you are when you're in a smaller business or when you're I think we when you have a smaller business, we mm-hmm. tend to focus more on the marketing. So sure. what are some, I guess, easy ways to get started, you know, dipping your toe into the PR field with your business. Because I I think, I do think some business owners think we have to be at a certain level of Mm -hmm. business before it makes sense or before we should start those types of activities. Absolutely. So, you know, it used to be that there was you know, one newspaper, <laughs> one TV <laughs> channel, one radio station, and, you know, everyone's competing for the same airwaves. There's there's pluses and minuses to the fractured channels that we have now. I mean, there's umpteen million podcasts, which is, which is great for podcasters <laughs> like me. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, it, it really, the, the democratization of information has a lot of beautiful qualities. It makes my job a little harder at times. However, <laughs> uh, what's interesting is that there are, there's a, there's a pond for every fish more or less. Yes. So you know, depending on the type of business you have, there's probably a niche blog or magazine or something like that. So if you start to think through, if, if you break it down, like you do with your marketing, if you think about your audience and where are they and okay, so if everyone's reading a, a magazine about being a woman entrepreneur or something like that, and you have some really great content to share, like you have cracked the code on being a working mom or, or whatever it is. That Yes, you could share that with just your audience, but you could also go to that publication and say, hey, I feel like I have a really unique perspective that your readership could benefit from. And that's what you really have to think about. When you're thinking about the, the lens of PR, it's not just what what benefits me as the business owner or my direct clientele. It's how are you going to help the magazine, the blog, mm-hmm. the, the um, influencer, the TV channel, how are they going to make money? It's the value uh, proposition. Yes, like, exactly. What do you, what do you get from using me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it, how are you going to help that reporter get more clicks so that they get more money and are more successful. Uh, so it's it's a little bit of a different degree when you think about it. But once you get used to processing your news and information in that slightly different lens, it gets a lot easier. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can offer... It's, it's like a blog content, but offering an opinion piece or mm. offering, you know, three guest columns. People are so hungry for content. I mean, reporters and journalists and all that, they're, I mean, they're running ragged. And I don't want to circle back to that in a minute. But um, so if you show up with beautifully written content or beautifully produced video or something like that, that they can run for free more or less, and it will boost their bottom line, then they're going to be really interested in having that conversation. Um, so that's, that's one way. If you think about just news, like if, if, um, if you've been in business for, you want to celebrate your one year anniversary as a business, that's great. That's really more marketing, you know, run a sale or whatever. If, if it's a sale, um, is not generally news. However, unless it's, 
a groundbreaking sale that mm-hmm. applies to everyone. We're giving away buy one, get one luxury cars. I think a lot of people are <laughs> going to want to know about that. If it's 20% off for our two-year anniversary, eh, yeah, you know, that's, that's just a sale. Um, yeah. So just, you know, thinking about who gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. If it's just you and your mom, then, you know, put it on the blog. If it's, well, you know, a community of people can really benefit from this information, then it's time to think about reaching out to your publication of choice. That's cool. So you did, you mentioned something about uh, reporters being run ragged mm-hmm. and it ties into a little bit of where I was trying to go with this. Um, about when it's time to outsource to mm-hmm. find someone to do your PR. Because I know there was a website I used to use back when I sold products. I don't really look at it too much, but it's Help a Reporter Out. Yep. It's mm-hmm. Haro. I don't know how that's how you say it, but that's Haro, Haro, whatever. <laughs> um, where it's essentially reporters, they put all of the different things that they're looking for. And you can pick whatever your niche is, if it's travel, if mm-hmm. it's business or whatever. And they all say they're looking for products or stories about moms or, yep. you know, things like that. And you can submit um, your stuff that way, mm-hmm. which I, now that I think about it, I guess is a form of doing your own type of yep. PR, right? 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, so when do you think it's that differentiation should start when, I like, I don't need to do this myself. It's mm-hmm. probably better for me to outsource this to someone else. Yep. So I would say if you've got the gift of gab a little <laughs> bit where you feel really comfortable and you maybe had a little bit of media training, you know, the rules of the road basically. Um, and you feel like you can be really responsive to deadlines. If you have the temperament for the follow-up, um, that was what I, one of the things I wanted to circle back to. I have a number of really great reporter relationships. Hmm. They are so tired. I mean, we, you know, we have like objectively exciting news to share for our clients and it is taking us so much effort to break through right now. Hmm. I mean, the other day I sent out, I mean, I sent out some news this summer and I was doing just one last lap. I mean, I followed up like three times, like, okay, I've gotten coverage in four out of the six publications I was looking to get for this one client. And I circle back to one. I was like, I really feel like y'all are a good fit, but you know, if, I know it's, I know it's been a month. Let me know if you're not interested. I'll stop following up. He's like, Oh no, I am interested. And then they just run it. And you're like, well, okay. But you know, I mean, you have to have that for I mean, someone's paying me to do that. I don't necessarily do that for myself. I'm, I'm much more of a helper. I want to, you know, I'd rather take care of other people's problems on my own. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you're a busy business owner, like we all are, you're just, you're much more focused on serving the client, serving the business and all that. It's, it's harder to take that time for yourself to do that business self-care. So, um, so if you have a little bit more money than time, you can probably find some way to outsource it a little bit. Um, plus honestly, Sasha, I mean, you, you might've experienced this, maybe not. Sometimes what you don't know could hurt you in the PR world. Um, if you've never done it before, you know, you might want to watch, read some books or watch some courses or something like that, just to get a better sense for, you know, what, what is appropriate, how to, how to connect with people. Um, I mean, things that I learned in basic training when I first started out over 20 years ago. So, um, you know, I, I do this day in and day out, but if if you don't, then it it can be a little scary and it it probably should be a little scary because once the toothpaste is out of the tube, you don't have (laughs) to put it back in. Yeah. You you can't (laughs) put it back in. It's not your website. I mean, PR is convincing someone else to talk about your company. And if maybe you don't have your message done, right. I mean, we, we are meticulous in how we communicate because we know 
once it's gone, it's gone. So that that actually is a good point. I didn't think about that because we we don't tend to look at our businesses that way. And somebody, if we can say, Hey, talk about my business and somebody else who comes and is like, Oh, their business looks like a shit show. Let me yeah. just put that out there instead. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's the messaging that's going to go out there mm-hmm. instead of what we want to go out there. So that actually makes a lot of sense. And I yeah. think too, what you pointed out is you know, people, right? Like you have yeah. those connections already. I'm a very big proponent of outsourcing things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially when it's outside of our zone of genius, yeah. uh, which to PR for me is. And I think it's for most people, it's more of a specialized form of marketing and talking yeah. about business and having those connections, not having to spend the time trying <laughs> to make those connections, right. mm-hmm. uh, you know, giving it to someone who can say, oh, I know such and such who works at this news outlet or that publication. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. would be a perfect story for them. Like, I'm sure it's very easy for you if you have a client who's like, I have this and you can like, yep, I have like three or four people that yeah. I can pitch this to. Definitely. That makes <laughs> perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it changes too. I mean, if it's been a few years since you've done it or or a year, I mean, there was, there were a number of reliable contacts I had here in our local market who retired or Mm. went totally different careers or went to another outlet or something like that. And I'm talking, they were with their company for 20 years type of stuff. We had long relationships. It's like, well, never mind. Thanks. (laughs) Guess I'll find somebody else. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. That was, that's, yeah. That, that would be t- tough. Yeah. You spend so much time. <laughs> now you're like, I got to start all over again. Yeah, trying to yeah. It's okay, though. I mean, you know, I, I like people and I like helping people. And so I do get to help the journalist. You know, I, yeah. I, get, I take a lot of pride in getting their questions answered, making sure that the interview goes really well, being a part of the interview if I can so that, you know, because I have the insider knowledge of the client too. And I'm seeing it from that outsider perspective of, oh, don't forget to talk about this really important thing that you haven't mentioned yet. You know, yeah. um, I'm sort of the behind the scenes pulling the strings a little bit. Um, getting the artwork that they need and helping them feel really good about the work that they're doing is is very exciting. You know, I'm helping my client and helping this person who's doing great work, which I think the um, uh, journalism is the fourth estate of our democracy. You know, it's like really important that we have free press. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, I want to support that as well. (laughs) I know I've read a lot, you know, just journalists in general are very receptive to any any sort of insight and help that you can give them to write something that they are trying to write. So Mm -hmm. it's beneficial when you have that relationship with them or you have someone on your team who has that relationship who can who can help absolutely. with that. Absolutely. I mean, I really, I love it when we can have dialogue with the writer or yeah. reporter, but sometimes they just run on releases. I mean, they just like copy and paste, boom, it's on the website or in print or whatever. And I'm like, well, you're welcome. <laughs> Made your job real easy. I'm like, okay, we did great. We wrote it so well. They didn't feel like they could approve of it. They just posted it. <laughs> so I guess just to kind of I'll ask two more questions and yeah. really they, they'll tie into each other. But and you've, you've touched on a little bit, but what do you what do you really think is the ultimate way that PR can help grow your business? Because I do think, like you mentioned at the beginning, marketing is more of that sales push. Right. And so mm-hmm. we don't tend to think about PR as something that is going to help grow a business. It's just going to it'll help keep our business talked about. Mm-hmm. But how does mm-hmm. it help grow a business? It's definitely a longer tail strategy. It's, it's a couple, so a couple things. One, when it's done right, 
it bolsters your reputation. So mm-hmm. say something challenging happens. Say someone gets hurt physically or or emotionally or whatever, uh, or say something breaks or and if you have a strong reputation, you get such a much wider berth and people really give you the benefit of the doubt. They're not like, God, you know, that just doesn't sound like them. Everything that I've seen, they seem like yeah. a strong, good company that cares about their people and their product. You know, I don't know if that's true or, or let's hear what they have to say. If, if you don't have that reputation, people are much quicker to jump on the, mm, yes. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're getting theirs, you know, yep. um, and which, you know, eh, I get and sometimes it's painful <laughs> and sometimes I'm right there with my pitchfork. So, <laughs> um, and then also, um, with, with PR, so say you're, say you're doing your, your marketing strategy, you're pumping out the content and then you also have this other engine that's going with earned media. So, mm-hmm. um, one of my clients, I've had since late 2019, we, they were like, we're B2B. I don't even know how we would use PR. I'm like, well, yeah. let's build out a strategy for you. So we look at every avenue in marketing and PR for their business and kind of map out a few things. And then finally this summer, we've been doing a lot of work together, but finally this summer, we we're ready to take it from outside their four walls and look at earned media, start doing actual outbound PR campaigns for the first time in over 85 years of their business. Wow. And all of a sudden they are everywhere. I mean, they wow. are just papering the town in their industry and people are seeing that. I mean, they're smaller, th- you know, I would say they're, you know, mid range when it comes to the competition, but they are nipping at everyone's heels and people are taking notice of that. And it's like, oh man, I'm hearing about them all the time. They must be doing some really cool stuff. And it just, it really, it's one of those things where the rising tide lifts yeah. all boats and it just makes an, an environment in which it is much easier to do business. Sales conversations go quick, more quickly, closer to close faster. Um, so it's, it's like, you're creating, like I said, a, a warmer environment in general. You're, it's things, cold conversations aren't as cold. <laughs> well, and that's a big help too, mm-hmm. though, because when you have that atmosphere of like, oh, I've heard of you already. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe I've heard of you, so now I'm going to go look you up. And mm-hmm. then that makes me want to like be more interested in what is it that you do. So that yep. when I do get a sales call, I feel more comfortable about talking yep. to you and moving forward as opposed to just, I've never heard of this people. I randomly found them on Google or they showed up on my Instagram or something like that. And I don't know. And we'll see. And then if I do a discovery call, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, let me get back to you. It just I like that you put it like that. It helps warm Mm -hmm. up that environment that makes Mm -hmm. it makes the marketing activities then easier. It makes them go smoother as opposed to just slogging along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, when, when you do marketing or advertising, you're talking about yourself. Yeah. And so you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt a little bit. You know, I'm speaking on behalf of myself when, when, when it's PR, it's that influencer. It's yeah. sort of like inf- we call it, we call it influentials. It's, it's that third party endorsement of, you know, this person is using, I mean, reportage is not supposed to be opinion, but you know, it's, it's meeting some editorial requirements, hopefully. Um, and so, you know, depending on what school of thought you come from, an article has three to 10 times more 
value in someone's mind than an ad. And yeah. if, if may I be off color for a moment? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so advertising is like walking around saying like, I'm really good in bed. I'm really good in bed. <laughs> PR is like saying like, oh, so I heard you're really good in bed. <laughs> But that we actually I had this conversation with a guest that I had on the show earlier. People are more likely to do business with you when they hear about your business from other people versus you just talking about it for yourself. Like Mm -hmm. I can say all day I'm the best business strategist there is out there. And people Mm -hmm. are like, yeah, okay, you know, maybe she is, maybe she isn't. But if somebody else tells them like, oh, Sasha's a really good business strategist. They're like, oh, well, let me Mm -hmm. go look into her because I need that. And -and so-and-so said she looks good. So that, yeah, I think that's a fair analogy. I appreciate that. Um, I guess I always like to leave listeners with kind of action items that they Mm -hmm. can do in their business, something concrete that they can do. So if there's one thing that a person can do in their business that is PR focused, Mm -hmm. what would you suggest that would be? Yeah. So I think just to take it in bite sizes, I would go ahead and think about one story that you can tell that will affect more than just your channels. You know, what, what do you have? What knowledge do you have to share? What expertise do you have to share? Is, is that going to be in the form of an opinion piece or a column, or is it an actual news announcement where you're you know doing a new course or something like that, that you can, and even if you, you know, if you feel a little intimidated by doing a formal news release, at least be thinking about like, what's a, you know, a paragraph or two that you can write that's really tight that will capture the attention of your audience. So then you're going to go, you're going to think through, all right, who, who's, who's, what, what, what is my intended audience reading or watching or listening to? And then finding one to five outlets and going on their website, go to their about page, go to their contact page and find the right person. So don't, if you're a restaurant, don't send your news to the politics reporter, yeah. you know, be, be thoughtful about, you know, don't waste your, your time or anyone else's. So find, and if you can't find their address, you can go to something like hunter.io and that's a website where you can find a reporter's email address. It, oh, you cool. can create a free account. And so I've, I've been able to find a couple addresses that way. Um, and then, you know, send them a great pitch. If you're lucky and, you know, or, or you try really hard, <laughs> um, then and if you get that uh, the end result of the coverage, make sure that you then amplify it. Make sure yeah. that you put it on your website. You know, like you, you've seen plenty of websites with this example. So like as seen, as seen yep. <laughs> then put it on your blog, put it on your social media, send it out on email. Um, a, you're, you're doing that proof of proof of life. This happened, uh, you know, yay, that's exciting. And your audience will be happy for you. B, when you send it out on social media and you tag the reporter and the outlet, you are helping them. They will be much more likely to want to work with you again if you help them amplify their news story. Yes. I've, I've heard it straight from the the journalists themselves. They love it. That, and they said that like, if you don't share, yeah, you guys scratch that back. If you yeah, don't it's a sh- reciprocal. It's mm-hmm. a very si- reciprocal relationship. They, they, I've, I've heard that they won't work with you again if they keep covering you and you don't share it with your audience. So. Well, because why? Why mm-hmm. would they? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I appreciate I appreciate all of the tips and advice. I learned a couple of things too because I think PR is just such a mystery of a world for <laughs> a lot of people. Um, so, if you are interested in learning more about Lauren and her company, it's Quedarco.com. You can do Quedarco.com/book dash consultation and she and her company are small business champions and they are happy to have free consultations with listeners um, to see if they can help you grow and scale your business through PR. So I will make sure that I leave all of that in the show notes. 
Lauren, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank I really you, Sasha. Appreciate I had a great time. Yeah. Thank you. Are you ready to uplevel your business? Join the five-day Be Your Own CEO Challenge. All the details are available on the website at www.buy-sasha.com. If you like what you heard, make sure you rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And of course, follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Want to follow me on social? I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Strategy by Sasha. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for more business tips. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.